This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. Unlike anything on your planet, the story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle light years ahead of its time. An epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce and Mr Chris Hayes. Hello there. The editor-in-chief and publisher of Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of fantastic films and television. You're, looking at, you're looking at me there for a, a, like a round of applause. You know, <laughs> like straight out. Very good, no you did it right. No blubbering, uh, no ifs and buts. Right. Yeah, and next straight week you out. can you can say it and then not look to me for yeah. approval. I was just, just making sure because it it still didn't quite sound right. No, very good, very good. Well, it's going to be an interesting show. There's lots to do. We're going to get through lots and lots and lots of news this time because we sort of went movie heavy last week. Lots of movies, lots and lots of movies. Probably more movies than we've ever reviewed in one show before, but they sometimes just lands that way. Whereas this this show, we bring you later on a review of Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which is uh, notable because it's one of the last three of the uh, four of the movies that are due out by DC before the reboot by James Gunn. Is this does this mean it's not worth going to see? Or is it actually a a charming, fun film? Is it worth your time? We'll have to wait and see. Well, looking at the box office, it seems that a lot of people already made their minds up. Yep. And stayed home. It does look like that. You know, Zachary Levi, he's been quite vocal on uh, Twitter over the weekend, as has um, uh, David Sandberg, the director. Yeah. They're both quite... I think everyone involved is very gutted. Mm. Uh, But Levi... Criticised the uh, the marketing of this movie, right, as being extraordinarily weak. He said this is a fantastic family movie, and it just sounds like nobody knows about it. Mm. Would, I, you, I agree. would you agree with the marketing being quite poor? I mean, <laughs> I've, I've we played always... our part. We we had a six page interview with them with them both. 
the first film. The current issue. The first film when it came out. They, they, this is a very unusual comic book character. And the the fact is that it wasn't an easy sell. It's not like Superman, Batman. And they had to do a job very similar to Marvel when they introduced Iron Man. They had to bring in a character that most people on the streets were not aware of. They may have seen a picture of him. Oh, it's the, is that the red guy with the lightning bolt? Or is that the Flash? You know, that's the that's one problem to begin with. He kind of looks like Superman, but as a, a the iconic emblem similar to the flash which oh, the that's flash what he was going on about in the movie yeah there's already a red guy with a, with yeah. a zap on his chest yeah that he like, runs fast and i can't run as fast as him yeah go. you know what that went straight yeah. over my head no well this is the problem but it's even worse now because people know who the flash is but back in the day people weren't even aware of him but now he's had you know 10 a decade on tv as a tv show so uh, that was it i bet shazam was always a weird one you had the the IP problems because they, I Shazam was the word used to transform from the kid Billy Batson into Captain Marvel. The character's name was Captain Marvel. It was the Marvel family. You had Mary Marvel, him, Captain Marvel Jr. You had um, Tony the Tiger, Uncle Dudley. They were they, these characters were all given powers by the wizard Shazam. So they all said the word Shazam and transformed into the Captain Marvel group. Did you say but Tony the Tiger? Tawny. Tawny. Right. T-A-W-N-Y. Who makes an appearance in this film in a way. In a way. We'll get into that later. It's a complicated situation because you've had the IP problems. The DC were told, because um, they'd not used him for ages, they got the... They, Got the title off um, Atlas Comics when it when it all went bump, and then it had, he'd been out of print for decades. And they decided to bring him back. And Marvel went, "You're not having a Captain Marvel. We've got a Captain Marvel." And they went, "Well, our Captain Marvel predates your Captain Marvel." And they went, "Did we don't care? We've loads of money, and we'll just put an injunction out anyway." So they said, "Okay, we'll call the comic when we bring him back in 1972, I think, something like that, with one mighty word." Shazam, and that was the name of the comic, uh, The Adventures of Captain Marvel underneath, yeah. And that's how they got round it. And then when they wanted to use him post-New 52 and bring him into into comic books, Marvel had another go, and Marvel's threatened them with legal action, and DC shitbag shuffled and went, okay, we'll stop calling this character Captain Marvel, we'll call him Shazam. Which doesn't make sense, because that's the name of the wizard that gave him the powers, but hey, the, that stopped him getting sued. And, you know, there's, uh, there are some jokes about that in the film. There's comments about that, and that's the problem you had. So how do you sell this to people who don't know who he is? Well, the answer was the campaign they did with the first film, show Zachary Levi playing him, like, popping bubblegum out of his mouth and behaving like a child. They don't big that part of it up in the actual comics. Yeah, the, um, He is not perceived as a child by the rest of them. They would be shocked if they found out he was a child. They, the other people he's been with, like Superman and all that, assume that he's just a super, super white bread character. 
they're absolutely goody two shoes and boring and he gets taken the piss off by uh, because of that yeah he did when he was in uh, Justice League International Guy Gardner would always be calling him Captain Whitebread and yeah, stuff yeah I remember that yeah and that's where I'm most familiar and that's with the it yeah. whereas in being overtly childish there's something that was created to sell this character to that he's a child in a grown-up's body with massive, humongous superpowers was something they leaned into to sell that first film. And that's how they got him. He got him over the finish line and it made 400 million and, and it wasn't a bomb and it made it doubled its money, you know. It wasn't too bad, that one. But it does not appear to have done the trick this time. No, it's a bomb. Yes, apparently so, yeah. which is very sad. I mean, we saw it in IMAX last night, didn't we? Yes. That, it was practically empty. It was it was around about 15 people in a cinema that could handle, you know, 300. Yeah. And, it was, and it was the best screening you could get of it because it's the IMAX. And, it, and this has 40 minutes of IMAX footage. They've made a big deal about that. And, yeah, it, it was a very, very nice screening, wasn't it? it I mean... You didn't get much interference or or uh, any interruptions because there was no one there. Well, I, I won't agree with that, no interruptions, because for some bizarre reason they packed everyone in on one row. Now you better, but I mean, I got I got those seats myself. I, they didn't automatically generate them. So you're saying that the two people that's the two groups of people that sandwiched us? Yes. They picked those seats. Yes, they did. Well, they are out of their goddamn minds. It's because that back row is beautiful. Yeah, I know, it's but leave a couple spot. of seats between the other people in an empty cinema. Uh, well, I don't know then. I don't know. It looks psychotic. They weren't, they weren't there when I booked, so... <laughs> well, I'm not blaming you. Oh, no, I mean, I, yeah, I believe they my were. Mind I believe they were sat there. I believe they did bit, book those seats, yeah, because it would be very strange that they'd gravitate towards us. In a big room like that, uh-huh. and never, and and it's not like they were trying to speak to us and make friends, was it? You know, well, I was making friends with the guy next to me because I was basically touching his hand every time I reached for my peach relentless. Oh dear, yeah. Well, that's very unfortunate. Awkward. It's very unfortunate. And he put his feet up. I, I noticed that. In front of us. I don't. And that managed to block out. I don't know. I was we, trying to work out how much of the IMAX screen his feet. His well, the, trotters the were prob- blocking out. The problem is the IMAX screen goes all the way down to the floor, and yeah. the whole lot point of it is when it kicks into IMAX mode, you feel it's dizzying, isn't it? It's supposed to feel like you could tumble into whatever it is. And um, when you do have somebody that doesn't respect the fact that you will be able to see the, your feet, your legs, whatever, if you do put your feet on the, on the one in front, it's a bit daft, isn't it? I mean, I've never done it. I can't honestly say I've ever, ever put my feet up on the chair in front of me. Whether or not there was somebody sat there or not, I just can't be bothered. I think it's bad manners. Not, it I wasn't raised to be a pig, you know. <laughs> well, it's true. Let's it's get the bad. listeners to email in with their worst yeah. uh, their worst experiences going to the cinema. We've all got them. They're always fun stories to share. Yeah. It's, it's weird, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's, it's done. Like I remember that scene, it annoyed me. When um, yeah, Quentin Tarantino had Margot Robbie put her bare feet up on the on the cinema seat. What was she in watching? Front, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, she goes I in you for meant that screening. He was there. No, they no, were no, there no. in your no, screen. No, I'd, I'd, I would have noticed them. And she just comes in, 
takes the boots off, puts them up on the seat there. And I admittedly, the shot showed there wasn't many people around it, but I was thinking, did people used to do that then? Did they? Or was that just Tarantino telling Margot Robbie, oh, go on, take your shoes off. We really need a shot of your your fucking feet in front of the uh, camera. The latter. You know, it's probably that, yeah. Good shot, though. But, but, But it's a good shot. But again, do you know what? I was more like, get your legs down. Get your legs down, behave yourself. What if someone does want to sit on the seats in front of you? They're not going to want to sit there, are they, after you've done that? Were they a bit grubby as well? Yeah, they were on purpose, uh, purposely so. The other Margaret, Quali. Purposely so, yes. She gets her feet out. Yeah, and I noticed all the way through that film there was somebody wandering around with a grimy brush. Uh, Give me your feet. (laughs) You know, it it must just be something he's into, if you ask me. Doesn't like them clean. Oh... Well, it appears that way, doesn't it? It's he needs to cut it out and pack them away. No, he does. Let's leave him alone. Mm. I'm just saying that's all. To me, don't put your feet up on the seat is what I'm getting at. If listeners want to join in the show and uh, help drive it, work in the email. Uh, it's studio at fabradiointernational.com and the email is on. It's live, and there's no excuse. Just get emailing in with stuff because we want to fill this show with things that you want to talk about there you go well, got... be... what else can we talk about then we've... we'll leave that till maybe the end of the show what we thought of that film okay right so, so you want some you want some news yes this please week, yes yeah. I don't know what's going on what's going on well there was an update on the Willow situation <laughs> from last week <laughs> oh god that you found oh my way god too what? amusing the, the Snyder Knights zoomed in have they have the, is there a uh, the Willow Knights or something no, the, is there a group trying to save this thing now is yeah there? well John Kasdan who, who basically uh, uh, created the TV show sure he's been talking and we all made mistakes don't we look Stop it now. What? There's I'm a lot of, there is a hey, lot of people that care about Willow. Do you care about Willow? Email in studio at fabradiointernational.com. Yeah, there we go. We'll, there'll be a groundswell. Mm. Anyway, the good news is, following on from last week's bombshell oh. cancellation. Shocker, yeah. No, not the case. It's not been cancelled. Oh. Yeah. They only ever wanted to make one series. No, 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 it. no, because oh, it right. ends with a well. That a was, cliffhanger. That was volume one. Oh, and I see. There's a, the volume two. Oh. on the bookshelf, and a volume three. Oh, is that how it's told? Is it? Yes. Yeah. So there someone will be burnt more. The bookshelf not, down last week, didn't they? But, but someone but robbed not, the books. Not necessarily immediately. They don't know when the next season will be. No. Oh. Yeah. So they've had to release rather than keep all these all the cast. Uh, ready and waiting, and they can't go and book anything else. They're, uh, they're, they're you. You look sceptical. No, I don't believe it. They've That's had why. to release everybody from their contracts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's not cancelled. We've just released everybody from the contracts. Yeah. And don't, don't don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, yes. So there is a possibility. There's that a you possibility. Will see more Willow. It really. Yes. Okay. So nobody watched this TV show. Nobody particularly asked for this TV show. Nobody was interested in this TV show. Nobody was talking about this TV a sizable show. Sizable f- yeah. fan base. Then it got, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I haven't met one. I haven't met one. I've not even seen anybody online on any of my social media. Anybody. Out anybody oh, talking yeah. about that show yeah. at all. And I, I, I haven't seen it. It oh, might be amazing. Out there. I like that film. It was good. I enjoyed it. But... 
was he expecting a TV show to be any good? Probably not. It was just one of them things. It sort of works at the time. And it was okay, but it wasn't stunning. It wasn't mind blowing. I mean, it was it was a George Lucas, so that's why I went to see it because it was Lucas. So I went out of sort of solidarity, out but out of the two movies put out within quick step of each other. The you had uh, Labyrinth, then you had that, and out of them two. Lucas did a much better job with Labyrinth, in my opinion, and it stood the test of time, and people still go on about that and like watching it, whereas Willow, I don't know if it stood the test of time, I don't hear people talking about it, I don't wonder, I don't go around people's houses and it's on, you know, uh, it's not a movie, I hear people re-watching, I don't, don't think that people have gone out buying That's it on 4K. That's not a great metric, though. I don't go around to people's houses and it's on. Well, okay. That, what, that, what's well, on when, well, you, I've when never you just seen... pop by someone's Well, house. I know, it could be anything, but I'm just... nobody does but that I anyway. I do not hear of anyone who said, oh, I watched Willow the other night. Because you do, you hear people saying, oh, I, watched, I re-watched this and I re-watched that. You don't ever hear anyone saying, oh, I just thought, I thought I'd catch up with Willow. I haven't seen it for years. No, because they don't care, in my opinion. And... You know, it had a lot of good things going for it. It was all right. It was a reasonably entertaining fantasy film. So now they make this show that no one seemed to be asking for. I don't recall ever in my life thinking, oh, I wish, they, I wish I'd love to know what's happening with them characters. But there's loads of films I have seen where I'm thinking, oh, I'd, I'd love to catch a sequel to that film or a follow-up TV show, but that isn't one of them. And you hear zero, zero zeitgeist about this at all. It comes and it goes. I don't even know when it was out. I don't even know when the last episode was available, if it was streamed all at once, if it was aired, if you had to watch it weekly. I've no weekly. idea. Weekly, okay. So it was dragged out then. Um, no, it which was is just fine. told properly. No, no, I'm not knocking that. That's the last, the last of Us. And believe me, I knew when that started. I don't know, remember when that ended. So there you go. Then, then you tell me it's cancelled. Then you say, oh, no, it's not cancelled. They've just said that they may get round to making some more, but they've had to let all the actors go. Well, it go. was breaking news last time we were doing the show. Holy that's, that's shit. That's why there was not a, a lot of information. Oh, there. it sounds yeah. absolute bollocks, it doesn't it? literally like the next day. There was a little bit of clarification there. Yeah, we've yeah. sacked all the act- We've let no. the actors go because it wouldn't be fair to have a man game round for 25 years <laughs> for the next season <laughs> to be made. 25 years, come on. No, they, if they... We're going to make a season two to this. It would be made next year. At the very latest, the year after. Look, I've been there. I've been here with Mindhunter. Yeah. Which has gone for good. It's gone for good. And I've been waiting for season three for four fucking years. Yeah. I watched the first two seasons, loved it, got really into it. And then they were, oh, we're getting season three ready. And at some stage, all them will let go and all. Before a few years before they announced this, what was Finch's official line on that? Can you um, remember? They don't want to make any more. What? Oh, Netflix don't. Yeah. Can he not take it somewhere else? He didn't mention that, so I'm assuming he can't be bothered. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was if it was really, really, really important to him, he'd be fighting, wouldn't he? And he just he hung on and he's hung on until Netflix have finally decisively said, we're not making that third series. And at that point, he's probably exhausted. If they'd have told him he wasn't making it immediately the second season finished, he'd have probably gone round energetically swap shopping it to different networks. And do you know what? He might have had 
a chance because people like me and a lot of people, the word of mouth was amazing about that show and he may have got his third season. He may well have got it, but he had to, he had to do it then. He had to tross out dead energetically. Come on, I've just got this. The Netflix don't want to pay to make a third series. Got a massive uh, viewership here ready to import into you, Amazon or whoever. And no. They've let they bled him to death. They did a slow death on him. They let him wait for three, four years, and then brought the bad news. And it's too late. People like me have wandered off because we assumed two years ago that it was over. Right. I would have still watched it. I'll still watch it in four years' time if it comes on. Because the mood is so low right now. Yeah. Right. I'm going to slip in a little bit of more bad news. Okay. Oh, great. Uh, and then we, we what we, else is cancelled? We, we may no, no. This is a, a promise of something to come, and uh, this will be of particular interest to you. It's back to Disney Plus as well. So, where mm. whereas they they're not continuing with with Willow mm. right now, they are promising that there will be a nine hour cut of Avatar three that will be turned into a TV series. Great. Yeah, so you got that to look forward to. I'd take a flamethrower to that if I could. <laughs> Nine hours. That's that's how long that oh, movie is coming, t- coming yeah, in right yeah, now. Yeah, you, you, the fact that so, all of you sat, any of you who sat through that and thought it was a masterpiece at three hours, I've got to question your mental health. But the... Nine hours. It's it's it just takes the piss. That's that's the next one. There's no story. So, so you've no. That's the next one. There may be loads of story in the next one. This is oh, is that Avatar the next? Oh, Avatar three is going to be it's and, currently oh, coming in at right, nine I hours. That you There's a nine hour cut. Right. Obviously, you can't put that into cinemas, so he's got to trim it down. How on earth it got that out of control? I've got no idea. But he's going to trim it down for cinemas. He's going to get your so three and boring. a half, four hour cut in cinemas. Boring. But you've got the full thing doled out by Disney Plus as a TV show, eh? Exciting times. It might not happen. Do you know why it might not happen? Because, uh, because do you know what? You're bleeding everybody out. It's like a shotgun wound. You just bleed. Disney Plus uh, need to have a think as well. They really do. They need to think about it. They ro- they're they rolling this travesty. They need to have a think as well. Because you're just bombarding people with show after show after show. Some of them are good and some of them are not very good. And a lot of the shows that are good are getting drowned and forgotten about and, and drowned out under the weight of crap that they're putting out on a weekly basis. There is just some stuff on there that is astoundingly shit. And Hang on. this and a nine hour show. I'm talking Disney about Plus? Disney Plus. They I do one show at a time. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that they, they no, not one show at a time. I'm talking about this massive fucking ongoing just avalanche of, of stuff if you are watching Marvel and Star Wars. Marvel and Star Wars, nothing else. You are, you've got a show, then there's another show, then there's another show. It's just relentless. And you could say, well, that's fantastic. That's relentless enverta- enver- um, relentless entertainment. Uh, I should be dead lucky. But stuff like Andor's getting lost and mix the stuff that isn't quite as good as that. Now, it's weird. I don't, I've not really hated all of it, but I'd see a time where people are just going to get sick to death of this, and I think the superhero um, attrition started a bit. I do believe that, but I do believe also 
all this massive amount of content, I think people, I'd rather have quality me. I'm just speaking to me. That's it. By the time you get down the road to this nine-hour cut of Avatar, the people going to be up for that at that point, even if they were now. I'd question that. If you're going to go and see a film at the cinema and then you go and see a nine-hour version, well, what you've got to question, is this a TV show that's been cobbled together and put out at the cinema to make a bit of extra cash? Or is it an actual film that's been bloated to the most nonsensical level imaginable to turn into a TV show? Because it's one of the other. It's one of the two. Yeah. One, it's one beast or another. This you is couldn't, an you anomaly, though. This avatar well, thing that we're talking about now, this is just one thing. With the Star Wars <laughs> content, you've got the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian. You basically have two shows a year. I'm talking about with Marvel, though. Because people are generally watching Marvel and them. Yeah, but the they, same never, audience, they never cross really. over. No, so I, there's always I a Marvel show. It yeah. finishes. Then yeah. there'll make, there'll be a Star Wars show. It yeah. finishes. Then Marvel. There was four Marvel shows last year. That's clearly, yeah. and they know themselves already. And Bob Iger, the the you know the CEO mm. of Disney, he's already addressed this. Yeah, they are slowing down. Yeah. He says there is too much content, now, so it's Marvel not up for debate. They even to. know. Marvel yeah, needs four, four shows alongside four movies. Yeah. That's eight massive it's, it's pieces of content. Like I say, eight. I struggled. And There's I, only four months left. I liked them all, and I struggled to keep up with it. And there are some people who will take it. They won't struggle to keep up with it. They'll just choose one of them, and they'll choose something that to them seems to be Oh, I've got a choice. What do I watch? Do I watch Andor or do I watch the new season of The Mandalorian or do I catch up on one of the Mar- the Marvel shows that I've missed? Do I catch up on Moon Knight? How many people bailed on Moon Knight after four episodes? And that was a clever, intelligent show, but I totally understood why people were bailing on it. Of course I did. It's, it was... Um, yeah, I, I hugely disliked it. Yeah. And it took me a long, long time to finish it. Yeah. Yeah, but that was more so because I didn't enjoy it at all, right. rather than, oh, God, what am I going to watch? Yeah. You know, I don't it's think Disney Plus very is intelligently to, written we, that. We, we had a big discussion on uh, con, uh, content overload mm. several episodes ago, mm. and I don't think it's just out of Disney Plus. I mean, if I'd keep that one over every, every other one, to mm. be honest, because I love those Marvel shows, and I love the Star Wars shows, and Star Wars is, you know, Bad Batch. And the Mandalorian. Mm. The next year, last year, there was no Mandalorian. No, no Mandalorian I season. It was I'm just talking where we, where we are, I don't know. I don't have the answers for it. I, I just The idea, I think the idea of a nine-hour TV show of, of Avatar just broke, bust a fuse in me. I, just, I think it did. I can't. I shouldn't have brought it up. I can't even imagine it. I still, for those of you who don't know, I if you missed a few episodes or whatever, it's probably the most traumatic cinema experience I've had in decades going to see Avatar 2, and it's it's not got better. I've not, like, slept on it and thought, ooh, no, do you know what, now? It's fucking shite, that film, and uh, it's an insult to cinema. It's an insult to cinema itself. I think um, we should go for a break. Yeah, but first of all, I'm going to make a promise. Go on. I am never going to bring up Avatar on this show ever again. Oh, God. It's done. 
No, I don't mind eight, nine hours. It was the nine hours bit. I know. Nine silly. hours. If it it's was two hours, si- if we're talking about the new Avatar, go all right, okay. Of course it's Because it might be summer, it's a innit? silly news story. Oh, God. I know. I'm I not trying to be tuning in. No. Oh, well. Right, we'll be back right after this. Listening to Starburst Radio, winners of Best TV and Movie Podcast in the UK Podcasters Awards. We are mighty and powerful. We are the unicorn of radio shows. Actually, it's Unicron, not Unicorn, because Unicorn makes no sense whatsoever. Unicron is a big metal planet that's in Transformers, not the Michael Bay one, the uh, animated one. He's actually voiced by Orson Welles. It's his last appearance before he dies. I'm sure he's proud that that's the last one on his filmography. Anyway. Might be a typo in that. No, it's, it's not It's not a typo. No, it, it, it's Unicron. Unicron. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, yeah, we're the unicorn of, of radio shows. Starburst Radio. We are the unicorn of radio shows. Fine. Starburst Radio, the show that takes advantage of your troubled life. Across the world, 24 hours a day. This is Fanboy International. Hello and welcome back to Starburst Radio. And I'm D D Avatar now. I'm in a good mood. It's all good. I've fixed myself. Uh, listening to that fine music that you can't hear if you're listening to podcasts, but if you listen live, you hear all the stuff that's beeped out, and you hear some film music, film and TV music. And we got some emails. Got um, a bit of a long one. I'll try and get through it as best I can. Rob Dahl saying, I'm Mike and Chris listening live again. Good to have the show back. Your view of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. You mentioned it had some soft flashbacks. Uh, read that based on the trailer in the viral excitement of the film, the director had been giving some extra funding to film additional scenes. I'm guessing those are the flashback scenes. That's just what you need in a film about animals raping and killing women, extra scenes of incest and rape. At first, I thought it might be like Mick Cage's Willy's Wonderland, a bit of silly fun, or I was hoping for something different like Megan. What a wasted opportunity. You're asking for listeners' film and TV shows of the year so far. I haven't got a film of the year, but I do think The Flash looks intriguing, obviously. There's problems, there are obvious problems with it. Ezra Miller starring as The Flash, but Michael Keaton back as Batman makes it worth a go. TV TV-wise, The Last of Us was outstanding, but I can't believe I'm saying this. Picard Series 3 is a show I'm really enjoying. I can, I'll can comment on that in just a second. You don't have to have seen Series 1 and 2. In fact, don't. The last thing you want to see is a Borg Queen singing a cabaret song. You just can't unsee such things. Have a great show, Rob. Rob, got to agree, and anybody else listening, I haven't commented on it yet, but Picard Season 3, the first two seasons of Picard came along and people were not that keen. They, there was just something about it. They put a new crew together for Picard to go out along the galaxy. And there were a few cameos from one or two characters and they wrapped up the story of Data. 
And then the second one was a weird time travel story that went back to San Francisco, current days, 2020s. And that time travel shows are always fun. But again, these characters, people didn't seem to warm to them. Season three, the new writer just decided, no, I'm going to give everybody the follow-up and goodbye to the cast of The Next Generation. It is unashamedly a sequel to Star Trek The Next Generation, and it has got all the cast of the Star Trek uh, Next Generation TV series in it, and it is magnificent to watch. There's a lot of twists and turns, lots of new stuff, and if you haven't seen Star Trek Picard, you don't. he's right, you don't have to have watched season one or two, and they, they may even put you off. If you watch season three of it, if you haven't seen Star Trek since the Next Generation crew left or Deep Space Nine or any of this new Trek, this is Trek for you. It's brilliant. It's got all the characters as they were. And it's just getting... I've not heard a bad word said about it. Have you heard anything, Chris, about it? No, Starburst loves it. Yeah, everybody mm. seems to love that show. So I, I can understand that. I understand why people were annoyed with the, with the other seasons of it, though. It seemed like it took a long time to realise what it was. It was a chance for a last hurrah for Picard and the characters that you love from that show. Yeah, check out the review on starburstmagazine.com by Ian Robertson. Yes, yeah. and I have to agree with that review. I do. Uh, Julie B's saying, uh, it's bad news from Julie. I think the days of the cinema are over. It's a long, slow death. But they've been saying it for about 50 years, that. And they, there's always something. Ra- radio, uh, TV came along that was going to kill it. Radio plays were going to kill it, they said at one point. And also, radio and TV were supposed to kill off the theatre. And who would go and see a theatre when you can go and see something, you know, much bigger vista, like uh, Gone with the Wind on the, at the cinema, rather than a, a play of Gone with the Wind on it. But people go and see things, don't they, that they like to go and see. Video, if video didn't kill off cinema, I don't think... And streaming didn't kill off cinema. Even with covid there are packed cinema houses. It depends what film you're going watching. There will be a change in la- landscape, certainly. You will see less superhero movies, certainly. Mm. But you've only got to look at the box office successes so far this year. We're only in March. Yeah. Megan was an absolute smash. Cost hardly anything to make. Yeah. Cocaine Bear was huge. It's amazing. So these some of these colossuses are falling on their ass. Shazam's crapped out. Yeah, certainly. But look at last year. Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Oh, I said I'd never... The film that shan't be named. You know, there's another yeah, example. I know, but look, it, but it know, got bums on seats. It got bums yeah. on seats. I can't deny that. I can't. You know, huge hits. Yeah. I, I th- cinema is here to stay, but you will find a, a different landscape Yeah. of content. Yeah, I've got to agree with yeah. that. And someone saying, Willow, my God, forget it. Chris Cosgriff is saying a very nervous first day afternoon scenario, worst cinema experience he's ever had. Oh, right, excellent. So he took her to see American Psycho, thinking it would be similar in tone to Scream. Perfect first date popcorn movie. Yeah, that's... um, There's some scenes in that that are not... If you don't know her very well, I mean, it's... mm, I also got up to the toilet halfway through, shimmying past people on my row, apologising, edging towards the right of the cinema, only for there to be no aisle, just a wall. It was a small screen. I had to shimmy all the way back, apologising to everyone once again. Embarrassing, needless to say. There wasn't a second date. 
Oh boy! And here we've got you. You asked for it. I mean, we asked to see if there was anybody. Willow, um, British Willow fan, British star sci-fi fan that loves Willow. How dare you? Willow is one of the best, be- biggest eighties fantasy movies, mostly for Val Kilmer. Maybe it's a fantasy fan thing. Warwick Davis was shit though. What? It's weird that, isn't it? Because it's like, it is the it's film. It's his show. It, it, it's you do realise it. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, you can, if it, you're a bit stuck, aren't you? If you think he's shit, and you, but you enjoy Willow, he's great because he's the main character. Yeah, you know, it's like saying I, I love Lord of the Rings. It's a shame about them hobbits, isn't it? <laughs> They don't have to get in the way, them little buggers. Can we just get them out of it? You oh, know? you know, they're re-releasing The Return of the King soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What um, for? Is it some kind of anniversary of it or something? But I don't know, but on April 13th to April 19th, the four-hour four cut of it, four-hour, 11-minute extended oh, boy. cut, will be on at cinemas. But no one's ever had a chance to... Watch those at the cinema. Not at the cinema. No, not at the cinema. I have seen them, and they do. They do add different things to to it. the The best one for the extra footage is the first one, Fellowship of the Ring. My favourite. That's yeah. That's the that one extended is actually better for being extended. The middle one. It's the battle's a lot longer at Helm's Deep. There's a lot of other stuff. It's not necessarily better. It's but but here's the point. Here's the problem with Return of the King. Yeah, Return of the King. He got he he buggers off to get some help from a ghost army. Yeah. Oh, I remember. That he clears one. off and he goes off to go and get them, and then it gets a big build up, big build up to the all hope is lost moment, and at that point. They're all outnumbered on all sides. The end is nigh. It's all coming. And then out of left field, the the ghost army and all, all the other forces come and arrive to balance it out and save the day. And all the realm is saved and everything's great. But it's absolutely nail-biting up until that point. It looks like they're absolutely... It's all lost. It's all over. In the extended version... It goes to great lengths to show you the intricacies of him going off, getting this army together, getting the whole army, and setting off to come back. I think that's you kind are... of important, isn't it? Not really, no, because no? you know, no, because you know they're on the way. You know they're on the way. You literally know what's about to happen minutes before it happens. Whereas if you watch the edited version, they they left that out on purpose. They left it out because there is you don't know. There is a hopelessness. The stakes are off the scale. It looks like they've actually lost that Sauron's going to actually wipe everybody out and have a total domain over Middle-earth. It's all done. You don't know they're on the way. You watch the extended version. Oh, you know they're on the way. You're just sitting, you watch. All it is then is you go, yeah, let's just wait till they turn up in a minute. But don't you need that? those conversations? No, no they, they, don't. Don't, they don't do it like that. They... He has the conversations, he whips them all up, they agree to go. They should have left it if they wanted to add them extra bits. Leave it that you don't know he's talked them into it. You don't know he's talked them into coming. He, you don't know he's been successful getting help. When they're in that final battle moment, outnumbered, you don't know help is coming. When help arrives, it is a big punch-the-air moment, and it's not awesome. When you watch the extended version, you know they're on the way. 
You know he's been... You don't know exactly when, but you know he's gone there. It's shown you the conversations. It's shown you do the deal and all that. And he, you know he's got a posse together. You know he's got an army. So one version is not thorough enough and the other one is way too thorough. Yes. In kind of mapping out the exposition Correct. and whatnot. Yeah. One, the I first... don't think I've seen this extended version then. I used to, No. I, I was it's... so disappointed in Return of the King when it came out. Mm. Perhaps... I didn't visit revisit the... Uh... A lot of the battle, uh, it was... And I didn't mind it until it dragged that out at the end. It, the, the, and I know it's one of these common sci-fi fan things. That, isn't it funny how we all moan about the end of Return of the King being on too long and all that? But it was on too long. It, it sadly was. It, it's People moan about it for a reason. It ends about five times. And, and the music builds up to the crescendo. And then it goes, and then you go, and there's only so many times you can have a crescendo, isn't there? And, and everyone waving goodbye. Everyone says goodbye. Then they say goodbye again. Then they say goodbye again. Then people you've forgotten about say goodbye again. <laughs> you know? And you don't even know it. You know, it's... And if you haven't read the book, you're not exactly clear what the, what the what, why they're all fucking off on a boat at the end either. Well, you're not, are you? Where are they going? Uh, They're going on holiday. Look, this Where are they a going? Long time ago, I do not remember at all. Are they going on holiday? I don't know. Is that what you said? Yeah, I know where they're going because I've read the book, but uh, do you know where they're going? No. You haven't read the Tell book? Tell me now. I've, well, they're supposed to be transcending. They're going to another realm, you know, to where, like, ugh, it's it's not the afterlife. It's a, another realm or state of being, whatever. They're off somewhere, somewhere, and it, it makes it clear they're going somewhere, but yeah, they're not going on holiday. It's like been 20 it years. Yeah, yeah. It is its 20th anniversary. Oh, that's why. Wow. Already. It's a shame that because I didn't think it. I didn't think it. Had, uh, I didn't think it had been that long. No. They're good films, though. They're good films. I mean, you can't knock them. They say I bring my mate Gareth into it a lot. I remember at the time when he didn't like the prequels, and he was saying to me, "Forget the, the Star Wars prequels. The new trilogy is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That's the new trilogy." Sounds like he's been watching Clerks too. It was the, the same conversation he actually had that with me. He liked, he liked them, but I don't know if he likes the long ones or the short ones. I can't tell, but I would imagine he'd, he'd appreciate both. But that. I think, yeah, I do. I'm not sure about that. I'd have to watch it again. But as I recall, I was incredibly disappointed watching that extended one because it just takes it all out. There's no, you know exactly what's happening. They did a similar thing with Beauty and the Beast, right? The big thing is you're watching that animated film and all all the creatures that are in it, all the, these Mrs. Potts and the chip, the little teacup and the, the talking clock and all these different things, yeah? And halfway through the film, there was a song that's called Human Again. And they all sing a big song going, we'll be human again. If the curse is lifted, we'll be human again. Da, da, da. If And they, they edited the song out. At the end, the curse is lifted and all these creatures that you took for granted and didn't think about all turn into humans and it's a massive shock because yeah. you were focused on the the prince and turning into uh, from a beast into a handsome prince and, and, and being with Belle. You weren't thinking about them at all, so you go, oh, my God, but that song literally spells out, yeah, they're all cursed and all, we're all popping out and being all, you know, people, yeah. peopley at the end. 
So why are we preoccupied with just that one fella when the whole castle's filled with Correct. stuff? Correct. Yeah, right. I know. Because it undermines. I mean. yeah. 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 So they took that out, and that's why I think they took the, the oh, let's get a posse together bit out of Return of the King. I don't know. Sometimes things are edited for a reason, aren't they? Oh, yeah. You've always said to me, why is Summit left out? You've always said that when I go, oh, shall I watch this extended cut? And you think, They are very, very rarely better than the original movie. Yeah. I stand by that. Well, someone made a decision, didn't they? Yeah. Someone made a decision, and you can't just go and think, well, uh, were they right or were they wrong? Who knows? And I'm glad those days are gone with DVDs, with, um, you know, all these extra features with the deleted now with 12 deleted scenes right who, have they stopped that who ca- yes have they big time i haven't been paying attention i'm still buying them but i never used to watch them that much anyway so i haven't looked i remember the worst example i ever saw because i used to work in a video shop did you i did i don't know if i've ever mentioned no that. it's, that's but that explains a lot that there was a um Hide and seek with Robert De Niro and Dakota Fanning. Right? Why would you be looking at d- deleted scenes for that? Yeah, but that was on the poster. Nine deleted scenes, and it said f- uh, f- <laughs> something shit. like four alternate endings. And what? you're like, oh my God, alternate you're just head. saying right. that the movie was a right old mess, that we had to cover our bases, we couldn't decide how to end it. That's not a good thing that there's so much left on the cutting room floor. I can't floor. bear it. I can't bear Let it. Let alone we didn't know how to end the Oh, fucker. no. I can't bear it. I can't bear it. We Right there on the poster, mate. That's the worst thing. That The alternative endings. Forget yes. it. Yeah. No, you got the ending you were stuck with. This, this bullshit with um, Last Man on Earth, with bloody um, Will Smith trying to get off his naughty, slappy step... He's, uh, I am legend. He's, yeah, I am legend. You know, it's based on the Last Man yeah. on Earth book. You know, I, knew what I you am meant. legend. Everyone knew what you meant. Yeah. It was refilmed as uh, Last Man on Earth, which starred Vincent Price. And then my favourite version of the book is the Omega Man starring uh, everybody's famous shooting enthusiast, Charlton Heston. And uh, he did it as the, the book title, I Am Legend. And there are two endings to that film. And I don't mean there are just subtle little bits that are different. There is an ending where he triumphs and um, he gets away and it's a happy ending. And there's one where he literally has to commit suicide to blow up loads of CGI creatures. And it's not a happy ending and he's dead. And they're doing a sequel to, I'm assuming the one that we didn't get in this country, by the way. If you went to the cinema in the UK, his balls were being blown all over the screen, right in front of your very eyes. But you're going to still go and see the sequel uh, or be expected to go and see the sequel and scratch your head and wonder why he's okay now and it was he's not dead. I know. Uh, what is that all about? I mean, I get, I get changing and changing your mind and altering the ending, but to put both of them out, both of them at the cinema, in America you get to see him survive, over here you get to see him die... And then to make it even worse, they release it on on um, they li- release it on DVD over here, and it's got the ending where he lives. I I saw this. My friend Brian watched it. He didn't watch it at the cinema. He watched it on DVD. He's arguing with me over there. No, he was. He got, he he, do, he don't die the at the end. Yeah. Right? He dies yeah. at the end. He dies at the end. No, he he didn't yeah. die at the end. I've watched it. He doesn't die at the end. And and fair play to him. Why would they be two different? Yeah. In the same country. 
I know. Never mind. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not Avatar pissed off about that. I just. I'm, it's just no, general. Is, general crazy to me. That is crazy. It's like what they did with the Descent Two. They made a sequel, oh. but they made the sequel yeah. in accordance to how the American <laughs> cut of the of the British film yeah. ended, which was oh she got out. She got out. Yeah. She didn't get out when we watched it. No, she did it not. It was a really downbeat, bold, brave ending. And I can confirm, I went to see I Am Legend as well in yeah. a UK cinema. Yeah. And I remember him dying in that. <laughs> Absolutely did. Of course he did. I wonder how. I wonder if he died in the American cut as well, and it was just this alternate uh, ending on DVD. Let's check that. We'll have Let's to find see out. in the break what America yeah. got. Because I thought it was really that was the cut in America, and they released that cut on DVD mm. and didn't bother about I us because we were a minor I market. It was just an alternate, alternate ending. It, it wasn't alternate though. I mean, you had no choice; you had to watch that. If you bought the DVD, that was how that film ended. Oh, what? That's how that film ended. Oh, I thought there was like you could choose. No, that's how the film ended. That's how the film ended at That's the cinema. The... I'm sure of it. Yeah. No, but in, on the DVD, no, there's no alternate the ending. UK, the UK DVD. It ends with him surviving. Oh, I thought it was an alternate thing. You could just no. choose, like the hide and seek thing no. that, that I was talking no. about. No, not at all. That was that was the film that was released. Oh, what a mess. That was the version of it. Now, I don't know whether that was because they, they wanted to do this, some sequel later on. They changed their mind. <laughs> Who knows? All I know, there there are two versions of that film that have been released to people. Comple- and I mean, like, completely contradictory. This isn't like, oh, a, su- a minor character survives, like the end of, say, Re- Jaws the Revenge. They decide, oh, we don't want to kill him off, and he turns up again. They, this is the main character either lives or dies. It couldn't be more the different. It's mental. Anyway. Yeah, I saw George Jaws the Revenge. Yeah, at the cinema. Yeah, and Mario Van Peebles did not pop back up this at is the what, end. This is what but I can't then stand. I saw it years later, and he was like, "I'm all right. They, they, I'm okay. You can't. I, I actually survived being bitten in half. Yeah, people I'm are fine. Millions to make these what? films. Millions to make these films, and they can't." decide on that that's the 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 easy bit surely how does it end well, how does it end the filmmaker right the beginning decide, to the end don't they and then the suits get involved yeah oh like, like don't like will smith getting deaded Can like we change it? oh yeah that's that's one of the most famous ones and, and sam raimi um did a stellar job at uh, doing that alternate ending the both endings are, are wicked yeah, aren't they they are and uh, we've gone on from the Ash vs. Evil Dead is set after the yeah. uh, the alternate ending. After the alternate, it? yeah. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash. Housewares. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Here's- so I have to just shit. I treat the other one as, as yeah, a what if. Yeah, a what if. Yeah, yeah. That universe has yeah. gone splintered off anyway, now, hasn't it? Yeah. I think they kind of embrace that. Kind of, that's um, yeah. There is a lot of different. Oh, that's not the word. The word leaves a horrible. Yes. Taste in my mouth. Multiverse. There's a. There's an Evil Dead multiverse. Ashverse. Uh I'll tell you that leads nicely into a little tiny piece of Evil Dead news. Yes. Bruce Campbell's on the uh, hype train. At the moment, because oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a producer on Evil Dead Rise, which is getting spectacular reviews yes. down at South by Southwest at the moment. It's just had its premiere there. And he's gone back on his word. 
You know, I always the, for the last since Ash vs Evil Dead was uh, cancelled before its time. Yeah, he's been saying I will never be mm. Ashy again. I am too old. Yes, we're, we're working on an animated series. That seems like a done deal. That yeah, by yeah. the way. Uh, so he doesn't mind voicing him, but he, I will never, ever, ever under any circumstances yeah. be Ash on screen again. Um, unless, I'm just too old. And yeah. now, yeah, unemployment suggests <laughs> <just> that <laughs> now. Yeah, uh, while pimping this, he's gone. Okay, yeah, I of he has. I will say this now: if Sam Raimi returns to the franchise and does a movie, another Evil Dead movie, mm. then yes, I will be Ash again. But that's my one caveat. Yeah, but that's what would happen, isn't it? Uh, do you think? Do you think there is a possibility? Yeah, I can't right. believe I, he's done this it to will, me again. It'll happen. Of course it'll happen. Do you think? Yeah, it'll happen. Oh, wow. It will happen. I'm very it's excited. A shame. It's all a shame because nobody went, nobody saw Ash vs. Evil Dead because of all the problems with the TV channels. It Stars. Was it was mag- on Stars was, in the US yeah. and it was on Nowhere here. Magnificent, magnificent yes, show. Really. And canned at the end where it could have had a nice fourth season yeah. to wrap up a, a, what was a, a real interesting one as well. story, yeah. Different. So you have got. But shall we have a break? We've got a few emails coming in. We can get back and get on them and see what else is going sure, on. Oh, yeah. Right? We'll be back soon, very soon. TV and movie theme bar. Why not pay us a visit in Manchester? For your night out, anything else just isn't far. Starburst Radio, the home of Mike Royce and his tales of marital horror. This is Fab Radio International. The alternative. And welcome back to Starburst Radio. And I have got some emails and a bit Ed Fortune. Oh, Mr. Ed Fortune Ed. is here. Oh. And Ed saying sniff. I think he's he's either got a cold or he's upset. I reviewed the show and everything he's talking about, Willow. That's the header of this. Oh, right, yes. Willow was all right. Bit confused as to why the entire cast was in modern clothes at the end. That sounds weird. But yeah, it did its thing. Disney gave it a go to see if it caught and it was nice to see the Welsh countryside get used rather than some expensive green screen. So yeah, that's always nice. No, I love the Welsh countryside. I didn't notice any dragons or anything while they were filming this when I was over there. Disney want a big fantasy franchise to complement their Star Wars output. They probably planned a, a Willow ride to compete with Warner Brothers' Harry Potter one. That's another That's another franchise I'm not allowed to mention that. Disney will wait and see as to how the Percy Jackson series does after even considering more Willow seriously. Percy Jackson has the cult following and the author behind it hasn't lost their mind. Oh, right. Also, don't forget, there's an Avatar theme park ride, which was a dry run for Galaxy's Edge. Ed, Ed. Well, I hope you're not expecting me to go to that Avatar theme park ride. I would just say, well, I, well, I am knocking Willow. You've got to remember, everybody, I am a bit of an asshole. And <laughs> I do kind of knock things when really I shouldn't. I should be more maybe supportive. But I expect too much, maybe. I'm, I'm 
Yeah, I'm just that way. But further clarification. I don't speak for there. everyone, though. I don't speak for everyone. Yes, for example, that's Ed Fortune, Starburst's Ed Fortune. He gave a very favourable review to mm. Willow. We really, really got behind Willow. I think even before, like three months before the show came out, we featured uh, Ed Ed Fortune. Did you get behind what, Willow? Wonderful There's feature. Laws against that. Wonderful feature by Ed Fortune. You know, going investigating the 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 extended universe of Willow. Also, you know, we were really behind it. Why is that the extended universe of Willow? Well, there was novels. There was oh, all kinds of novels okay. and stuff around because George Lucas really wanted oh, no, he this did. to you know catch on. He, he wanted sequels back 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 in the day. Yeah, but the the furthest we got were a, you know a novel or two. Anyway, the, the the feature was great. We tried our best to whip up some uh, you know f- yeah, excitement for the Willow TV show, and uh, we did our bit. And the, uh, the Starburst review was very favourable. Okay, can I say, you know the person who, who emailed in earlier and was a Willow fan and said watched it just because of Val Kilmer? I just, just in case, but I'm probably going to get an email back saying, of course I've watched that. If you have, if you are a big fan of uh, Val Kilmer, you should watch his documentary, Val. It's probably one of the most touching things I've seen in years. I've watched it twice now. It's, uh, it was filmed by his son. His son started to film his dad's movie career because he was proud of him, and he carried on filming it. And then when Val got ill and started to get... He got cancer, he, he lost his voice, he, all them struggles. It's unflinching. It's, he allowed his son to carry on filming all of that, and then he allowed it to all be put together, and it is narrated by Val Kilmer's son. You've got all his family in there, and as said, even Joanne Wally Kilmer from who we met, while he was filming Willow, she she's there while he's really poorly at his worst. Even though they're divorced, and it, it, but to be honest, his behaviour wasn't that great, and there's a good reason why they got divorced. He's honest about that in it, and she was still there trying to help him bury or dispose of his mother's ashes somewhere, dignified at one point. It, it brings you to tears many times, actually. And if anybody else has not seen this, Val as a documentary, a documentary about Val Kilmer, you can get it on Blu-ray. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. Maybe Chris knows. But it's, it's certainly worth it. I will find out for you. Did, yeah. the, did that emailer say that they were watching the Willow TV show for Val? Uh, no, the film. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because... You just know. said Willow's one of the big 80s fantasy movies, but mostly Val Kilmer was the, the reason they watched it, which, hey, I get that, you know. I've got you. You know, I get that. Oh, Zed Milokovic. Is it, that's, I, wish my, I wish that was my name. Cool name. It is a bloody cool name. You should, yeah, look after that. Don't let anyone take it. Hello, Starburst. I've only been told you blokes are back on air. I just wanted to say, thank God I can escape the wife again and tune in. Love Fab Radio. Love Starburst. Zed. Sta- love Starburst. Zed sat in his man shed in Stoke. Well, you know, you need to get her into listening to the show with you. She'd be dead quiet and, and listen to the show. You wouldn't get as much grief, I'm assuming. Is it, is it grief or what do you... It's sad though, isn't it, eh? I mean, they should, they should be quiet anyway when Starburst Radio's on, whoever your partner is. Ross Unsworth's here. Hey, Ross. And he's he's altered his thing to say sent from my house instead of my iPhone. I always appreciate that. Somebody sent something to us, didn't they? And it looked like they were being sarcastic because they'd altered that, but to something weird, like they were having a pop at me and you or something. 
I don't can't remember. Was it Mountie? It, it was a running gag back in the day, yeah. yeah. I, did, I just used to get annoyed because that thing that they leave on off your phone, sent from my Samsung, sent from my iPhone, take that off, put your own name on it. Something like that. Anyway, hi, Ross. He says, evening, fellas. Just wanted to drop in and say I'm listening. After a, a poo few months, I thought, he said, because you know the, when I can't quite see the um, the full stops there. So he said, I just wanted to drop in after I uh, uh, say I'm listening after a poo. But it is actually, I just wanted to drop in and say I'm listening after a poo few months. So good to listen to you. Your comforting tones of normality as the missus is finally home after a mother of all ops. Good love to you all, P.S. Love out to our kid Martin as well. Well, we're hoping Martin will be on soon. If Martin's listening, you know, come on. And we're best gonna, wishes uh, to you all. The whole Unsworth family. Unsworth yes, family, it has yeah. not been a. It has been a very difficult no. few months for the for you. Lot. Oh, you're all right, Russ. Okay, good fella. Anyway, I had a bit of news. Can this I, is a rare thing. Okay, can I just uh, tell you where you can find Valor? Yes, definitely. Right, you can get it right now, streaming for free mm-hmm. on Now TV. Now TV. Yeah, or you can rent okay. it on Amazon or Apple for. Or YouTube for three pound fifty. Well, it's worth renting. It's certainly worth it for free on Now TV. It's worth buying the Blu-ray. I promise you, you will not. You will be gripped all the way through, and you'll watch it many times. Anyway, but little bit of news. News. This, the, you know, I've Shoot. been a bit. I've been a bit about a bit down. Not so much down. So mm, skeptical of this new Daredevil show because I'm. I'm thinking about. Daredevil, but with a Punisher that can't punish people, and it's going to be a bit, a bit Daredevil light. I'm worried about. You say I'm worrying too much, and that they'll find a way of doing it. But Definitely. there were some amazing violent scenes in that, and I don't mean that in oh, I'm not getting my violence, I'm my meathead fix. Mm. I'm talking about the brilliantly choreographed scenes of mayhem in that. Um, the there was one escape down a, a block yeah, site they can stairs. Do well, there was a lot of blood. Oh, there was a lot of violence in it. Yeah, but Come that's... On. No, I'm just I responding, seen to, that I'm responding any... to those two examples there yeah. of fight sequences that they absolutely can do. Right. No problem at all. Well, there's been some some photos released, and you know how we've where I'm upset because two characters are missing from this show that I think are crucial, and it's Karen, although I said Karen comes and goes from the show. Foggy Nelson, without, Matt Murdock without Foggy Nelson, it's Nelson and Murdock, the, the legal partners, and he's, his, he's like Alfred to his Batman, is this... Very important character with it, without which the there is it's a yin and a yang going on, and and I think you can have Karen in in and out as a rotating love interest, and then later on that story has to reach its crescendo if it's going with what happens in the comic books. But without Foggy, I was very skeptical. Anyway, is is a possible reason? There's been some photos put out, and very clever people have had a look at certain things that are in the background and the dates of events that are going on in posters and stuff in the background, yeah, this show is going to be taking place in 2015 in the middle of the blip when people are missing, when half of mankind has been wiped out and dusted. That's why they're not in it. Right, okay. That's a prediction from me. One right. or two people are in agreement with me, and one or two are saying, "Well, they those could all be old posters." But there's a lot of there's a lot to suggest that this is being set 
back then. Set during the blitz. So he didn't get dusted, but those two did, and okay. he had to carry on his life without them for a while, and this is the story of what happened during those five years. And to be honest, that is quite unique because you've not seen what happened to a lot of the characters that were left behind. They didn't all die during that period, and some had to carry on. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't really remember how many of those films were set during the blip, or if they went from Infinity War to um They Endgame. did skip. They did skip for most of them. I think, yeah, they did. I think they there did. There was a year between those movies, though, weren't yeah, there? Yeah, I know. But they still so didn't. what came out in between? I can't remember now. Or was it stuff? But just... there was stuff that they, they, they moved things around, like they set Ant-Man and the Wasp just before the blip, even though it was released of after. Of course they did. And then at the end, the, the blip hit them. The post-credit sequence yeah, was... Up. The, yep, I've yeah. got you. Oh. So, so that's what I think's going on. And so it's like the leftovers. Correct. Yes. In the, in the MCU. Correct. What a pitch. So I'm, uh, Whoa, I'm like more that. excited now. Yeah, me so too. So that's got me. You've got me now. I'm yeah. all right. I'm happy. You can't blame me. I, I mean, you give me... The problem is, I got what I wanted... When you gave me that Netflix show, I got a Daredevil. I got the Daredevil I was reading in the comics. I got the violence. I got it didn't hold back. It was an adult show. It was just great. I loved it. Even the third series, which some people drifted off at that point, and I still say that was a potent piece of TV. Um, the Punisher TV series was good, and it was, and I think he played the part really well. Yeah, he's great. So, yeah, what I, all I didn't want, I didn't want a certificate... PG. I mean, look, the um, Hawkeye TV show, I love to death, but for different reasons. And you must admit, there was no overt violence in there, no, lots of choreography. Well, the, the, the fight choreography was yeah. second yeah. to none. Yeah, but, it's fantastic. I like, but I think with Daredevil, that fight choreography has got to have some neck snapping here and there. Yeah, you're going to get it. I, I, you're going you're, to get I'm it. Gonna, I want to guarantee just, off yeah, you, tr- sign. What do I get if you're I, wrong? I think people what do I get if you're wrong? Too big a deal of the, the Disney Disney Plus don't don't shy away from from violence. All those movies are the, like super violent. Well, the, the, the weird it, thing and, is, the weird thing is now they've got stars on Disney Plus. I can watch some really horrendously graphic horror films on Disney Plus, even though they're not Disney. Stars, FX. Yeah, yeah, you've got the entirety of The Walking Dead. The Walking there. Dead on you, Disney Plus. The, the, my what's, word. What's the new one that they've just dropped on Disney Plus this week? The Boston Strangler. Come oh, on, yeah, guys. You know, I know. people I know. aren't paying attention. And they're, they're getting more cerebral with their uh, the MCU stuff as well. Moon Knight isn't for children, is it? I know. It's you know? for you, intelligent people like you who hate it. I did not. Look, I, but I'm, de- I'm definitely not going to get, bad example, get into why I didn't like Moon Knight. See, because it's, it's, it's not a year for everyone. Now, it's but, not for you know, everyone. I didn't, I didn't like where they uh, they took some of the the twists. No, no. Without spoiling it, it for somebody, and uh, and I finished it, and I thought he was spectacular in in all his roles. I like Isaac. that comic book that it was based on. So I'm biased. I'm literally who it was written for. I I understand that quite a few of our writers bailed on it, you know, and they did. And people who's respect, who I respect their opinion yeah. actually no, didn't I get to the be- end of it. Don't worry about that. I've finished everything. You know. I've, I've seen all of the MCU. But the hippo, yeah. I, I would have never thought you'd have got that in there. The you know, there's a, a tiny piece of uh, MCU news here. About a hippo nurse? No, but it's about 
Mephisto. Got to be careful how you say that. They they are currently shooting Mephisto uh, as a um, one of these TV presentations that they do. You know these TV movies, yeah. like Werewolf by Night. And um, we've what, not discussed that on here. What was the What was the other one? They did Werewolf by Night, and they did the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday yeah. special. So Correct. this is their third one, Mephisto. It's currently shooting on the set of um, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Yeah. And it, they've not announced it yet, officially, but rumours point towards Mephisto being played by Sasha Baron Cohen. That wouldn't be terrible. Isn't that interesting? Well, that wouldn't be terrible. And if anybody's wondering who the hell is this character Mephisto, right, they did eventually have Satan in the Marvel horror comics. You you basically had a fad of, of horror movies and and around about the time of the black exploitation movies you had you you had a fad where Marvel would go, What can we do with these classic monsters? Can we have them in our universe? And they found a way. Tomb of Dracula and that was the forerunner for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If ever the minute you read it, you go, Oh God, Joss Whedon's read this. He's, this is the, the Scooby gang chasing Dracula, basically. You add that, then you they brought in Man Thing into it, and then they descend the Ghost Rider, and then you add Son of Satan, Damon Hellstrom, then and and you have um, Werewolf by Night. And uh, at, the, at the time nobody realised that giving him the name Jack Russell was funny. And um, they must have known. I, I thought they did. They must I have thought known. they did. I, I mean, or is to that me, a make of dog that they don't get over. There? I thought that's the case. No, they, that was it. And maybe it wasn't a big breed of dog, but it certainly made its way over there since. So yeah, Jack Russells were very big over here. So it was obviously mm. very funny when I was reading it, going, "His name's Jack Russell, ha ha ha, named after a dog," you know. But over there, probably not. So <laughs> they. So I, I was thinking, well, how do you do it now? Doctor Strange, up until that point, they wanted him to have the devil, Satan, in there somewhere. Because obviously he's fighting these forces with magic and sorcery. So they came up with the character Mephisto. And Mephisto, he's basically the devil. He's Satan. He even looks like him. He's red. He's got the horned wings. He's got, you know, cloven hooves. He's got, he looks, he is basically the devil. He does deals with people as well. A lot of the Marvel characters, if they've got a problem, they'll come to Mephisto and go, help me. And he'll go, I'll do it in exchange for this. And the this is usually something quite horrendous. The main one is Johnny Blaze wanted to be able to ride again and, and be himself again after a, fa- a nearly fatal accident crushed him and he did a deal with Mephisto but he said you can be back to normal but at night time when the sun goes down you become the the um, demon of vengeance yeah and you are the ghost rider so that that's where Mephisto comes from he's always been there trying to tempt the Marvel characters into doing something that sells the soul pretty cool yeah well, well he'll play him well yeah I like would it. imagine he would anyway. Yeah. It's not a bad thing, that is it? Yeah. My God, that's, mm. um, that is it. Yeah, later on they put Satan in Tomb of Dracula because they they went really adult with it towards the end and Gene Colan and all them went, no, we, we have to have a scene where he's, he's talking to Satan himself and he actually has a massive argument with him and I won't ruin what happens at the end of Tomb of Dracula, but it's that's the end of that story. He t- he, Dracula has a baby, and um, the he, God 
infuses an angel into him called Janus. So he ends up having to fight his own son. His son is an angel and he's Dracula. And that's the final conflict of that story arc. It's amazing. So adult. But you can understand why they may have trouble bringing this to screen at some point. Depends. If they, you know, if they're introducing him in this, then I reckon he's going to be quite a presence in the uh, the MCU going forward. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, do we crack on, have another break, or what? No, no break now. We've, right. we've run out We're of time right for because we've got to do a review as well. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. I know, have. but we've we've we blithered on about Shazam right at the uh, the opening, so we'll mm. save that for another. 10 minutes or so, I reckon. Correct. Yeah. Uh, another thing shooting right now alongside uh, Mephisto that was revealed this week is uh, Thanksgiving. Eli Roth is finally doing the feature-length version of the, that gra- the, the fake trailer from the movie Grindhouse hmm. from... How long ago was that? Oh, God. 15, 15 years, 15, maybe? Yeah, if yeah. not more. If not more. It finally started shooting this week. This holiday season, prepare to have the stuffing scared out of you. Thanksgiving. The table is set. The festivities have begun. What an uninvited guest has arrived. And this year, there will be no leftovers. Thanksgiving. White meat. Dark meat. All will be carved. Thanksgiving. Arrive hungry. Happy Thanksgiving, Grandma. Leave your stuff. From director Eli Roth. Thanksgiving. You'll come home for the holidays in a body bag. Excited? I love that trailer. Yeah. I love that trailer. Grim. Do you remember the... There was something really out of order in the, what was it now, we're, we're cooking with uh, light and dark meat or something, he said. Oh, I don't know. It's I really, don't, bang, don't it's outrageous. The, the, uh, I just remember somebody bombing a turkey yeah. at the end in yeah. front of a load of captive yeah. people at a Thanksgiving dinner. Because we've got, we got, we got the other one, didn't we? Machete. Machete. And we got a sequel to Machete. Yep. And, yep. and Rodriguez was talking the other week. Uh, saying that the amount that the amount of people that t- that ask him about machete in space, yeah, he, he says it's the, the, beyond anything else that anyone talks to him about, it's machete in space. Yeah, why do these things he's, always have to end up in space? He's done, a, done, he's done been, a lot of stuff. I mean, he's yeah. been he shot most of Book of Boba Fett. No, they don't not bother about that. When's Machete in space? Oh, I know. There's a thing we me and you've been talking for weeks now about all these different franchises that they've all done it. Like Friday the thirteenth, yes. they ended up in space. Yeah. Um, Hellraiser ended yes, up in space. space. Yeah. You know, Leprechaun. They, yeah. In space. Oh, did they? Oh yeah. Oh I missed that one. Leprechaun in space. Oh my god. Anyway, that, Rodriguez says, Well, we've got to do it, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. So Expect that. I expect day as well. that. Do you know what they didn't do out of all of them? They, these, grindhouse these, ones. the grindhouse. These are the theatrical trailers in the middle of the two films. So they made a load of them, and they were so realistic. You know, they, you knew they were a spoof, but they looked so filmed of the time. They looked like they were filmed in a grindhouse era, and I like don't. 
are thinking of going into this house. Don't. If you are thinking of opening this door. Don't. Yeah, by Edgar Wright. Don't. Mm. It's just called Don't, this film. Yeah. And they just had weird things going on, and they go, don't. If you're thinking of going into the woods, don't. 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 If you're Whatever you think. going down into the cellar, don't. Don't. Yeah. Very good. But that works yeah. as a complete work of art in itself, doesn't of course it? it does, yeah. That's like a beautiful short of course film. It does. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm all right with that. We've got a couple of emails. Oh, yeah, rattle through those. Steve Logan saying, Hi, Mike and Chris, I know you're both a comic book fan, so on that point, as you do not talk about it nowadays, what are you reading? Oh, well, it's because we've been away. I mean, at the moment, I'm catching up on a load of graphic novels and stuff. Um, I'll have to have it. I'll catch up next week on that. I'll mention a couple of comics and that. We can both talk about that. But, yeah, we're still reading comics it's it's gone through a very different phase though because DC, without slagging them off too much, they've changed things so goddamn much. It's hard to keep up with the storylines on them, and they they brought in the omniverse. And at the moment, I've been reading the this Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is yet another one of those where, that's resetting the entire universe again. So I'm just at the moment reading those comics to see where they've rebooted it yet again. I don't know what, and at this stage, I've not started to read the actual comics. I've just read the event and it's reset everything again. Not ruining why, but DC have done, again, what they tend to do every two years when sales reach an absolute nadir and they're in the shit. They do crisis on something, something, something with crisis on. But the ball's on it. I mean, they did final crisis not long ago. I mean, the name of that means, well, you're not going to do it again, but they did. And they've reset a load of stuff, so I'll get back to you when I've read a few more of them. I'm but, reading um, um, all of the Star Wars titles still, yeah. and they they currently make uh, seven of those. Oh, boy. All canon, all by Marvel. Which, I, I can't, which can you recommend? Darth Vader. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. It's it's still, yeah. this is volume three of Vader, and yeah. it's, it's, it's stunning. It's superb. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I like the uh, the these crossover ones that they're doing of like these mini series. Sorry, it started off as a crossover, and it featured the further exploits of uh, Kira, you know, Han Solo's uh, yeah. former former love interest. Yes, uh, from Solo a, a Star Wars story. She yes. has a very interesting arc later on okay. in the Star Wars canon. So there's uh, quite a few of those hidden. Hidden Empire, I think we're on. She gets asked about Crimson Rain. Amelia Clark gets asked if she's going to come back. She seems like she really would if they asked her. Yeah, and uh, just just reading all these, my God, there's a there's a lot of story to explore right there with that character. I Mm. I wish they'd. I know she's she's currently employed by Disney because she's doing one of the Marvel shows. She's in uh, Secret, not oh. Boy, what is that one that's coming out? It's not Secret Wars. It's, it's I, I literally Wars. saw the logo for it uh, 10 minutes before the show. I, I, skeleton something. No, that's Skeleton Crew. Oh, that's Skeleton that's Crew. That's Star Wars. Oh, God. The MCU. Yeah. There's a show coming out with Olivia Colman. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. At her, Amelia Clark. Yeah. 
and it's about it's secret invasion. There oh, we go. secret I knew it invasion. Would come. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Eventually, right. that look that looks stunning. Yeah, there we go. That's a more adult MCU tale. Yeah, that worked though in the comics because the secret invasion took place and they got rid of loads and loads of heroes and they allowed them to have been behaving like real dickheads for a year in their even in their own comic books so yeah and people were literally writing in going he wouldn't have done this she wouldn't have done that jessica drew spider woman she was she disappeared the, the spider woman that was in the new avengers the ones that you read with bendis yeah that turned out that was a scroll all along right. that was part of the secret invasion and all over the place now i some of it some of it was a cheat and they had no idea who was going to be yeah, a scroll sure. right but some like of them like battlestar galactica correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, mm-hmm. if you really dig into that yeah. some of it does not add up but the this was uh, but some of them they genuinely had and you could tell and jessica drew was one of them and then suddenly it turned out they'd all been held in stasis they were all released and then you know it led to you got um, your heroes back yeah you got your heroes back and it also helped seal the wounds from the civil war that had taken place before so cap and and cap iron man were then friends again because they had to band together to fight this yeah it's going to be difficult when you ain't got access to all them characters. No, but like you know, like everything, literally every all of the major arcs that the MCU have adapted, it will be a very radical yeah. adaptation of it. I just hope they've got enough characters in to make it feel like it is happening all over the MCU and not just in one little bit with a few characters, that's well, all. Well, we shall see, but the trailer was stunning. Right. Yeah. Also, it's rumoured that Quake will be in this show. Yeah. They'll finally reintroduce Quake well, into the MCU. Well, it's about time. It's yeah. about time. And From anyone, Agents of Seal. Yeah, Agents Shield, of Shield, yeah, which so far has, even though it's indisputably part of the MCU because mm. of the inclusion of Coulson, who was in the Avengers and in all the other the, the Marvel shorts as Agent Coulson, and in... The other movies as well. He was in a lot of them. He was in the first phase of, of it. There's no doubt it's the same show. They missed out on having cameos of him in Endgame, which I think was a mistake. But every, everyone, she's one of the favourite characters from it, and people like her. So they, if they have her in it, then that's going to be nothing but good. Ed Fortune emails in and he says, so apparently when they first released Clue, they showed that they pressed different endings, and also they released different endings in different places. For general release... Three separate versions of the movies were sent to theatres, each with a different ending, and they double dipped sales with a true ending release. God, I don't <laughs> a know true where ending. I, I don't know if that had annoyed I, me or I not. Was, uh, I was I, fully on board until that last twist. Oh, but right you there. know that me and you would go and see them all. Yes, but it works for that kind of movie, doesn't it? You know, nice yeah. little novelty that. Apart from that true ending, shitbag shuffle. Oh, that's yeah. just cruel. Yeah, yeah. Any more? Um, yeah, I uh, I I have a, a really strange one here. Stanley Strong saying, "Hi, Mike. You know a former friend of mine, Mark Stanley. Listen, he's a wanker, but that's besides the point. Just wanted to reach out, listening to your f- fine show, to say his former friends all think the same. <laughs> Not seen you in a while. Best wishes, Stan. You know what, Stan? He is a wanker, and it's nice that everybody agrees with me on that. What? Do you know him? I do know him, that that guy. Yeah. And is he a wanker? Uh, Mark Stanley. He, he's... 
got my business partners at Fab Cafe into drugs. Yeah, oh. literally, he's a drug dealer. Ah. He's a scumbag. He's one of the biggest scumbags in Manchester. So yeah, he's a fucking wanker. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. um, fair play. Uh, so we got we got an email off Machete Ralph, right? right? Ralph Wolford, dear Mike, subject Machete returns. Desperately seeking CSI. I thought I would put the subject in the main body as, as there was a dispute on my earlier email if Mike read it out or not. I wrote in previously to say I've been listening to your show in the machete order <laughs> and uh, I've been up to date for oh a long boy. time now. I did not find that CSI experience episode. It oh must dear. still be lost on some undiscovered episodes or perhaps got deleted by mistake. Maybe it was never recorded properly, but that would never happen to you guys, eh? Anyway, listening to the latest episodes was like catching up with some long-lost friends. Good to hear you're back in a regular slot. What the hell was that track at the start of the show? I loved it. Maybe Chris will play it on his new soundtrack show when it starts. See, you've got a new soundtrack show now. That's because of me sort of offering you up to do it the other week. uh, It was from Mego. It was a disco version of Can You Read My Mind from the soundtrack of Superman the Movie. But you won't have heard it if this is a podcast. Again. Listening live has its benefits. Mm. When should they listen in live? At 8 o'clock every Wednesday until 10 o'clock. And speaking of which, we have 13 minutes to go okay. before another show starts. And we, we, I think we can do this review. Okay, just tell them which radio station to tune in. FabRadioInternational.com. Starburst Radio Show is on it every 8, eight o'clock, every 8 o'clock. Every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. It was so slick until then. Good work. Yeah. Right. Review time. Yeah. What have we been seeing this week? Shazam! Ex- exclamation mark! Fury of the Gods. I thought it oh, was that's Shazam. A long title. I thought it was Shazam. Colon. Fury of the Gods. But this says it's it's Shazam! Exclamation mark! Oh, Fury no, of I'd, the Gods. Yeah, I, I know that very well because we've done Shazam content in the last issue. So yes. Uh, Is that been, right? Yes, that's right. Oh, yes, fucking hell. I know. And you know what? I it don't looks know about horrible that. in it a does. sentence. It looks terrible. Well, look at it in a sentence when somebody oh. says it. You know, suddenly you've got that punctuation mark which ends the sentence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. I wish they'd have gone with the colon. Anyway. Yeah. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the first one. Again, they altered what I've said before. They altered. They had to find a selling yeah. point for this character. So they, it's not exactly the character that I grew up reading in the comic books. Then you've got the issues with the names and the IP. So they had the work cut out for them. Now, they managed to make a a very fun movie. The first one I really enjoyed. And I think when it comes to this message of family and people that are orphans and they find a family together, I think that's a very touching subject matter. I I think there's a lot of people out there that of not have lost parents or ended up in that situation and I think that it is important to tell a story like this with a bit of sensitivity believe it or not even though it's comic book I think that aspect of it and them coming together with a new home with caring people who bring them together as a family I think this they sensibly with the first film made that the backbone of it and I'm happy to say that is the backbone of this film it's very much about them coming together as a family and the big one of the big things about it is their new foster mum he's still Billy's still not at the point where he's calling her mum and 
you're hoping that that journey or they'll get there at some point. She just looks so disappointed and wished that she was filling that role for him, even though she clearly is. And stuff like that make this nice for me. The rest of it, yeah, he's very good in the role. I think he's very good as the, in he's the char- charming role. as hell. Do you think there's yeah. any inconsistencies between um, him, his performance as uh, Billy Batson, and the you know the the Billy Batson Prime, the the actual young well, actor? Dude, I think the young actor is actually more mature and serious That's than him. What I'm saying, I know it's not a big beef of mine. He grew it's up just a- something that was kind of niggling on me. He's a couple of years older in this and the character of Billy Batson that he's played is a mopey teenager yeah but when he changes into Shazam <laughs> he's kind of goofy isn't yeah. he Levy plays it well upbeat and uh, I know. silly and there's a lot of mugging and stuff and while it's entertaining to watch I don't think I, it quite matches I don't think them two had a chat did they <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they had the chat well, they that's up to Sandberg chat. to do, though, isn't it? Oh, of course really? it is. I mean, yeah. you'd have think you'd thought he'd, he'd have done that, but I, I got to admit, I, yeah, if that that is a weakness, that because he he looks he, he looks he acts like his parent more than his an alternate part of him. Yet the the Freddy character when he changes into his captain everywhere, they're very Adam balanced. That, that you can tell yeah. that they they they're both are great, acting. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I like them yeah. a lot. And Mary is Mary, which is. Is good. I was confused whether I was watching the same actor in both roles. It was the, the right, yeah. So how come? So who dis, who gets to decide how old they leap into their body? You, well, if you make if you think she's about done it, now, is it just a puberty thing? Well, if she'd have uh, here's a question. If you but it makes it weird. It, I'm, you see, I'm, I'm very not, confused. Well, I reckon how it works is this: if Mary had been an old age pensioner and she'd have been about 76, and she got the powers, yeah? Yeah. She would still turn into a young 22-year-old or something at the peak of her physical prowess as as Mary Marvel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, all right. So she's already close to 1920. I think if you wanted to argue... She's 26 in real life. Oh, well, I get that, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. She's supposed to be, what, college age... 18, 19, I think Billy's nearly 18, so she's 21, right? So she's just in 21 and wanting to go to college, yeah? So she is changing into someone who's possibly only three years older than her, yeah? Right. But here's the thing. They look very similar, don't they? Because they're the same person. But again, (laughs) you can imagine maybe when he grows up that Billy Batson might, his hair might go a little bit darker or he might dye his hair darker and look a little bit like Levy. I go bald. Yeah, who knows, yeah. But some of them are are very different from their alter egos and some are not. And they don't know how it works. It's it's quite odd. I thought you. I thought you of all people could shed some light. Oh, they on that. they have messed about with that. Okay. Yeah. That this is not what it's like in the comic books. You know. For um, those for those people who are following along with the DC universe in all its glory, you know, will they be happy with this movie? Because we're about you. Know, what 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 we were saying before? We've got three movies: this, the Flash, and Aquaman two yes. left. Yeah, and it and feels it's, pointless, doesn't it? It, it, it kind of does. It, and I can't blame yeah. people for that. It it feels like, well, as soon as you like that, if you get attached to these characters now, they're going to pull the plug on you anyway. And you know that. And he's been and he's made it clear, if you've seen what movies are coming out, that you're not going to see these for five years, six years, if they ever bring any of them back. I don't think so anyway. 
He's put about two years' worth out there, hasn't he? And no, none of these characters are anywhere in sight. Wonder Woman's disappeared. I think it's more than two years' worth. Yeah. Although he said uh, recently, this is James Gunn, by the way, uh, future DC president or current DC president, and, you know, about to launch this new DCU. He's not revealed it all. Yeah. So that was a lot of content to fit into two, three years. And there's more. There's more coming. Well. Because that was just chapter one. He uh, better hope that this gods and de- monsters. Is de- See, the Toxies have all been discussing this online, and they have a complete examination of of why Shazam: Fury of the Gods failed this weekend, and they failed because Marvel movies for the last phase have all been a bit shit, and um, James Gunn has made people think that these last movies are irrelevant and both of those factors have made people not but want to be bothered with this. So they've actually blamed Marvel for <laughs> partly for this. They, they, they're off the heads. They're off the heads. If it's anything, it's because he said that this is going to be it. And that now we found out in the news, you told me, wow, Shazam was supposed to be in Black Adam and The Rock went nana. No, it's not happening. Yeah, he didn't want him there. Yeah, because we've always said, why wasn't Shazam yeah. ever referenced in Black Adam? No. This film that no. was so connected to it, it it's is. the same bleeding wizard, isn't it? It's the same wizard gave him the powers, and and in the first Shazam movie, they sit at the Rock of Eternity. There is a table with chairs round it. They all sit round, and there's one empty chair, and one of them goes, "Oh, there's an, one missing. Is there, there's someone not here?" And that's Black Adam. Mm. You see. And the Shazam the Wizard is actually in, just for about five seconds, he's in Black Adam. You see him in this maelstrom of stuff that's going on in this flashback. So he's there giving Black Adam his powers, being instrumental in it. And yet The Rock wanted this to be so much his vehicle, not part of this wider, bigger thing. He, all he was obsessed with was being Black Adam and having a fight with Henry Cavill's Superman. Yeah, but it, like, that's all like he wanted. you've said before... He can only lose that fight. Yeah, I know. Because DC will never... It's not like it's Freddy versus Jason yeah, and they're not, kind of yeah. like on equal yeah. footing. It's oh, Superman. They're not going to have... cannot lose. No, they're not going to have Superman bitch slapped all across the place by Black Adam. No. They're going to... What they'll do is they'd shit back shuffle and have it so it was a draw and they, they both stop fighting at some point. <laughs> That's what they'd do. Oh, of course they would, because they wouldn't want to upset The Rock and they wouldn't want Superman defeated on screen. It's that simple, because he's a very lucrative property. He's just not been milked properly for a while. If they get a series of really good Superman films and Gunn delivers, they'll make billions. That's what's important. But back to this film, I thought, if you're going to see this, if you're, you just want a bit of fun, this is a great film. Yeah, I agree. It's a great film. Especially if you've got young kids as well. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Take them, take the family. Yeah. Uh, forget about the wider universe. Forget about all the uh, rights issues and The Rock and yep. all this uh, connectivity. Just go and enjoy yeah. a, a rip-roaring superhero movie. Yeah. And it's a film that kids will watch it and think, oh, this could be me. I could be chosen Absolutely, and become yeah. a superhero. Very exciting. I think that this Shazam and Shazam Fury of the Gods make two really good book-ended stories it's a shame we've got i said to you it's a shame we've got post-title sequences on this film because they're pointless oh yeah they really infuriated me. if i were you i'd just check what they are and see if you want i'd check not bother watching them and check what they are 100 percent 
You're not Just gaining leave. anything. The film is finished when them titles yeah. come up. The film is done. The Absolutely. moral message has been achieved. You've got everything out of it that you want. You really don't need to know. You can find it online. But I thought that that sucked. I want an embargo on all those things going forward anyway. Oh, I've, I've said it before. Man, I'm so sick of post-credit sequences. I, I feel so sorry for those poor sods with the bags and the sweet... Uh, the, brushes at the bottom and they just look like so drained like oh god yeah i went to go home once yeah and i know i feel for them do you remember the time when me and you kept kept a load of them with bags and sweeps sweeping up stuff and everything all at the bottom and they were waiting to empty it to do the theater and do our row we were the only two people left (laughs) and it was a fast and the furious movie and there was no goddamn there was no post-credit sequence because because the vin diesel and the rock had fallen out and there was a sequence at the end that was supposed to be the rock and um it was like a precursor for him in the film with Stavem. yeah right Hobson and Hobbs and Shaw and and what's it vin diesel had canned it the, uh, with the row that was Falls going out on with a lot of people doesn't he oh, vin rock. diesel and, and the rock and both, yeah. they're both very good at it yeah but the rock at the moment his ego is Massive if this is to be believed. And and why would Zachary Levi lie online today? He said... Yeah, he was confirming yeah. the, uh, the the fact that, that a report that The Rock prevented the inclusion of certain characters in a post-credit scene in Shazam 2. Yeah. Forcing them with only a couple of days' notice to rewrite it and get some very familiar faces that you'll, uh, you'll have seen many times before. Absolutely. If you're a fan of Peacemaker. Ah, we might as well give the scores and then get out of here. Oh, yeah, because I've got nothing to add to that. It's a three-star for me. Uh, it's a four-star for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, definitely. I, oh, I really enjoyed it, and, and I will be watching it again. It's not the best one ever, but I, I, I'm happy enough to give it four stars and say it's it's yeah don't listen to people if you want if you fancy it go and see it and enjoy it another recommendation indeed right well we gotta get out of here for the next show so i've been mike he's been chris and we will see you next week of history to be found the legends of time all the handiworks remain only a dream away 
have been listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe. TV and movie theme bar, 109 Portland Street, Manchester. Hello, famous actress from Straw Dogs, Susan fucking George here. If you are thinking of waiting for some post-credit content after this podcast finishes, don't. <laughs>